Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am athlete tonight. How does Arizona Cardinals, if they don't bring him in, how do you stand the proper shape to be ready to actually go out there and perform right on the spot when that when they call you? Well, I'm going to go ahead and let you ask Des Bryant that because he just joined us. Uh, oh, okay. Des, how you doing? I'm good, good, good. What's up, Thank man? How you guys doing? I just finished we working good. out. That's my bad. No, good. Oh, that's, that's a perfect okay, segue. Sir. That's a perfect segue. Okay. So I don't know if you heard Antoine Walker. He was asking, you know, when he was on his, he said his last leg playing in the NBA, there was the the, the G League, right? Um, it was the D League when he played. So he could go there and, you know, kind of stay in shape to get ready to get called up. So he was gonna. He was asking, "How do you stay in shape to get ready to potentially play for you know an NFL team or come in and try out for an NFL team?" Man, if you ask me, I just think it got a lot to do with your mental, you know, and it also got a lot to do with the love, you know. Like for me, you know, I think I, you know, I love football. I got a strong desire for it, and on top of that, you know, I like being I like being in the locker room, you know. So, um, you know, some guys just got that gear shift, and some guys, you know, just don't have that gear shift. And um, I know for me, you know, like I said, um, it's a passion of mine. Um, I think I would be working out, you know, if I wasn't playing football, you know. But, um, you know, but I also want to state, you know, just working out and doing football workouts are tremendously different. It's a totally different, you know, like you, you got to be there to get those mental reps. I think that's kind of that, that can be a physical fatigue, too, within itself, you know, especially if you come in behind. You know, when these guys have been starting, like, from now and then getting into, like, you know, mini camp or training camp because you still, like, Brendan to tell you, like, you got to you gotta learn the playbook. You got to learn all of these, these nuances, you know, of just that particular team because every team different. I think that can weigh on you, too. So, I don't know. It's just important, you know, hey. you know to be right. Yeah. You finna say something, dude? You want to go first? Uh, just just real quick, I, I just want to give a shout out to TMZ Sports for that interview with Des Bryant. And and Des, in the, in the interview, you said, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, right? And you said yep. you like the locker room. But w- what specifically about that locker room? Is it Kyler Murray? Is it your relationship with DeAndre Hopkins? Like, why specifically do you want to play for the Arizona Cardinals? I think it's just more so because of... Yeah, it got a lot to do with everything you just said. You know, um, of course, DeAndre Hopkins, that's my boy. You know, we close. Kyler Mary, I love Kyler Swag. I love his confidence. Uh, Rondell Moore, Marquise Browns, you know, a lot of those guys I know on a personal level. And um, and really mainly, 
you know, it's not to go there and try to be the Dez Bryant that I was when I first got into the NFL. It's just really just more so just, you know, just helping guys, you know, facilitate, you know, um, being an example, you know, uh, um, leading, leading, you know, being an example of how to work hard, you know, how to do things on and off the field. You know, like it's a lot of shit that I've been through that I know that I can help the next guy. And, you know, I've been doing that. I've been doing a tremendous job of it. So it's really just for those reasons. With, with all that being said, you know, I'm vouching. You know, we, we saying Dez want to go to AZ. Dez should be in AZ. Now, do you think you should – we should go ahead and push this now so you can get your body back into the little tweaks and the tweaks. And when you, I'm as far as saying getting press, off of press, you know what I mean? Getting back to going every day because I know that's a big shock to the body. If you ain't been going, then they just try to throw you in there. Then you get the hamstring injury and the little knickknack injuries. Me personally, I say you'll be a great fit in the locker room because you can teach some of these guys the ropes and you can put them in position to win the games. The question they want to know is, hey, if we get this, can he help us out? You know what I mean? Six weeks, at least till we get our main guy back or help out the locker room so they can play at a high level. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I really do think that um, if the Arizona Cardinals was to bring me in and give me that opportunity, you know, just to get my body right, get my mind right, you know, um, just follow their roadmap, you know, on how they do things. I, I do think that I would have a good shot, you know, to, you know, to, to, to help facilitate. Like I said, I'm not trying to come in just to be this main guy, whatever the case might be. That's not the case. It's really just more so just, you know, just understanding, you know, helping guys, you know, be prepared. <laughs> mentally you know days before the game because i think those things are important arizona got a lot of young guys over there you know and um i'm not saying that they don't know how to approach the game but it's always good listening to somebody who's done it before and i really do believe that you know um, i have that type of experience you know to help those young guys because the ability the ability those guys have over there is just crazy you got marquise brown speed demon you know, got hands. I believe Marquise Brown has yet to get his true opportunity. I think he is one of the elites in his league. You got Rondell Moore. That's a baby. He's a pup. But guess what? He's a monster at the same time. You got A.J. Green, you know, a vet just like I am. You know, and, you know, um, I feel like – and you got, of course, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, like, I just feel like just being a part of that locker room, you know, just help molding something special because they got all of the right pieces to be a potential Super Bowl contending team. So – you know, just being around an atmosphere like that, I'm just going to be real with you. I think that I would thrive. I would get better. Those guys would get me better. I just think that we will all make each other great, you know, and, you know, just, you know, help the Arizona so, Cardinals be, you know, you know, help the Arizona Cardinals get to where they really want to go. So let me, Des, let me ask you this, because I, I think sometimes we forget, you know, uh, your legendary run, right? Um, one, what, made you special okay two even now you know because like there's something that you can do on the field and you said it you're not going to be the dads of old you know what i mean you're not trying to be but there is something you're the one that's training you're the one out there uh uh running routes if you if you guys want to see dads run routes go go to his instagram he's been doing this for weeks now right so you're out there you feel it you know what you can and can't do. So, two part question: one, what made you special, and two, what do you still have left? Like for me, I knew at the end of my career, right, the last couple of years, I was going to give you ten plus touchdowns because if we get in, in, in within the fifteen yards and and in, 
oh, it's a wrap. Don't come press yep. me. Don't play one-on-one. Also, third down, third and medium, third and short. I can run a slant. I can move the chains. So talk to me about those two things. Man, I think the first thing is um, I just got the desire, you know, and I love it. And me growing up, y'all know, you know, we're from poverty. You know, this is all that we had. So this was, you know, this is what got us out. So I just think for, you know, just that part alone is what makes me special. You know, if that's, you know, if I'm answering your question correctly, it's just desire, the passion that I have for the game and, you know, that locker room. You know, it's a lot of them guys in there that, you know, have walked the same shoes. But it's also a lot of those guys in there that don't take the proper steps. So, you know, if you no, can, I wanted, you know, I wanted, I wanted something on the field, Des. I'm talking about, was it your stiff arm? Was it your jump oh. ball? Was it your red zone? What was that one thing on the field? Man, I know I, that des- I, I know exactly what you meant by the desire too, because that drives I, a lot. That is the main mm, thing. But give mm, me that one physical thing. I think it's the IQ. I think it's the IQ of the game. You know, um, I think I'm. I, I do. I think I'm very okay, smart. Okay. You know, I think I know how to. I think I know how to position my body in the right places. I feel like I read that DB very well. Depending on, you know, I don't. I don't care what route it is. You know, I can make it look like I'm covered. But this is all just, to, you know, catch the ball the way I want to catch the ball. You know, um, I don't know if that's answering your question correctly, but I just think yeah. it's my IQ that separates me you know, from a lot. I know how to time the ball very well. You know, I know when to jump and when not to jump. You know, I know how to make that DB, you know, think I'm doing this and doing that. You know, I play with my eyes. You know, the DB want to look at your eyes. I don't give things away. You know, like it, it's just so much, you know, that I feel like I have left the show. You know, I think. It's it's that it's the mental side that I still have that's that's strong that can play a big part in you know being on the team and just really helping out the next individual who need it. This is hold on hold on pack mate hold on this 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 is who who gave you more hell who gave you more hell me or Des Bryant? Um, see what you don't know I had a chance to work out with this so I would have to go against his ass every day. Mm. Um. The strongest part about Dez's game is he get every ball at a high point. Um, and he was fucking jumping so high. But I would say, uh, if I, are you saying I have to pick the X? You had to pick the X. Who's the oh, X? Oh, God. This uh, conversation. <laughs> hey, Pac-Man, Pac-Man, before you answer that question, this, this is I Am Athlete tonight. I'm your host, Lee Jay Doosable, with Adam Pac-Man Jones, Brandon Marshall, and Antoine Walker. And we're talking to Des Bryant, who is vying to come and sign with the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, and not just for a little bit while DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. He wants to be a part of the team in the future and help with that locker room. But go ahead. Adam Pac-Man Jones says, Brandon Marshall wants to know who would be the X between him and Des Bryant. (laughs) But before I say that, I was just thinking about something that Des said about the mental part of the game, because that's one of the biggest parts. I had a chance to go to Pro Bowl and be all pro when I was 35 years old. 34 years old, I'm sorry. Um, So everybody thought it wasn't in the tank, but mentally I knew how to stay in front of a receiver and 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 make him do certain things that I wanted wanted him to do. Um, we're going back to saying um, I don't know. That's a hard question, but I would put it, who's the quarterback? Yeah, don't be scared. Uh, I don't mean who the quarterback. Answer the question. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Uh, hey, they still gonna be hold on, hold on, hold on. Tony, they still gonna be your friend. They still gonna be your friend, Pac Man. I would say I would say Brandon's the X. 
Ooh. How does that make you feel, Dad? No, I don't make me. You know, don't make me feel. You know, oh, the audio. Yeah, we lose. We lose. I want to go in motion to run that. You know that band gate. You know, and that's what the Z do. The Z, the, the Z get the going motion. You know, so and have fun. <laughs> but hey, did did you play Z? That that as you play Z. No, I play I play X. My main position was X. X. But then I they they I allow like me to that. play Z sometimes, like but not as much as I would like. Yeah, that you know was crazy. He was a little bit more crafted than you be. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the Z, that's too much field to work. So guys, that's listening. The yeah. X wide receiver is the guy that's backside that gets a, most of the one on ones. He's more like you know. You, you know, move the chains type of guy, but he's also he can give you big play as well. You know, Des Bryant, you saw him take a slant 50, 60 yards for a touchdown, back shoulder. Is it a catch or not a catch? That play right there, right? You see that a lot from your ex. The Z receiver is like guys that can really, it's it's Hollywood Brown, right? Yep. Guy take the top off, right? Can do so yep. much. Um, yeah. He can, like Des was saying, come motion down and, and, and run bang gates, spray yeah. out, come back in. Double moves, et cetera, et cetera. I don't like all that. It's too fancy. Yeah. That's <laughs> real quick. You you spoke highly about playing in Arizona. Is that the only team you'll play for? Or are you or are you just seeking to get back into the NFL? Um, yeah. To me, that's the only team, you know. Um, you know, maybe another team. Like I would love Cowboys. to play for Brady. I would like to play Cowboys. for Brady. Three's, Cowboys. Uh, you know, not the Cowboys. I think they're young. I think they're young and strong, and they got exactly what they need. I'm a huge supporter of the Cowboys. Going to forever be that, you know. You know, I wear that star with pride. You know, I do bleed that blue, so. But um, as of right now, where I'm at in my career, is the Arizona Cardinals. I like I like their makeup. You know, um, okay. I love their coach. And I just feel like, you know, it's the right system. Yeah, put me in, coach, if you need me. Now, I ain't going to trip <laughs> if I don't get in, but, you know, but I think what he'll see, you know, from Monday to Saturday is, you know, me – you know, um, just leading by example. So right now they bring you in tomorrow to sign, offer you a deal for the league minimum. One out of 10, would you sign or not? Yeah, I'll sign it. All right. That's what we need to hear, baby. Well, I, I don't yeah. understand why the Cowboys shouldn't be up there, man. Like, you are one of the faces of the franchise. Legend. Like, ever. Yeah. Think about all the guys yes. that came there. Jerry wants, Jerry wants to sell more tickets. Jerry wants to sell more jerseys. Make it happen. I'm going with I'm going with the Cowboys, man. I mean, if, but, I mean, if the Cowboys, I mean, if the Cowboys gave me an opportunity, hell yeah, I'm gonna consider that. You know, you know, just because. But I think just for the most part, I just think that you know, um, you you know how it is over there, like yeah, yeah. you know, right. it, it's it's you know, it, it's Hollywood. Yeah. You know, you got to keep it one thousand. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got a question: if, if the Cowboys did offer you, would would you want your eighty eight back from CD Lamb? Oh no, 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 not at Ooh. all, not at all, man. That's him. You know, that's him. Um, <laughs> but it was you before messy. him. Why you? But he is not wearing. It. I ain't gonna lie about that one. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't wearing like this one. No. I'm saying Come it on. was yours before his, Des. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you know, but you, you know, when Jerry when Jerry gave CD that number, you know what it was about. Well, yeah, you know, Marshall. it was all about jersey sales and things like that. Like, come on, man. Like the the, the eighty eight me the war before you know CD. Come on, man. Like, why not put him there? You yeah, know, it's to sell more jerseys yeah. to put more seats. You know, put more butts in the seat. Yeah. Like, it only makes sense. And with CD being a great talent, like I said, like it only makes sense for Jerry to do that. You know. Yeah. I would want like one or something. Give me one. <laughs> I hear that. One. Hey, Troy, <laughs> let me wear that eight. 
I feel you. Know, you. Well, Dan, well, we, we, we appreciate you coming on with us on I Am Athlete tonight. Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Joel's playing the playoffs, James playing the playoffs, knowing that they're making an emphasis here not to call as many fouls in the playoffs. They're going to change it even more, so they're going to let guys play even more. And the key is to, when it doesn't happen, get back on defense. But you got to get back. So we don't get the foul call. We don't make a shot. We can't let our offense dictate our defense. And that's the biggest thing, biggest change we need to grow in and mature on. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. Because we got young superstar Shakur Stevenson with us, boxing great, the future. So, Shady, you're a big big boxing fan, right? Yeah, yes, I am. So you got to be stoked to have this interview, man. Nah, listen, listen, keep it real with you, right? So when they told me he was coming on, I was off today. Yeah, he was. Hold up, hold up, hold up. He on? Look, y'all got to mix that up. I got to get back (laughs) in the mix to holler at my boy. How you doing today, man? You an Eagle fan? I'm an Eagles fan. Oh, my God. Oh, so you should he, be a Jet fan. You from? He from North. He, he from, from North. Jersey. Yeah, yeah I'm not? from Jersey, but I'm, I'm yeah. an Eagles fan. Like, Philly right I corner. used to mess with Mike Vick. Yeah, um, the crew. I, I used to mess with D. Jackson. Okay. Um, Donovan McNabb. Like, I, I mess with you, all of them. So he know the crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, how'd y'all meet? I, no, I've never, I never met him. I never met him yet. It's my first time really meeting him. Uh, hold on, Shady, you the guy. Philly, you ain't never met the young fella. He from Jersey, he from Newark. He from Newark. I met him before. Okay. Oh, who? Well, well, <laughs> well, listen, I'm the biggest fan. I know everything about him. First yeah. of all, I know all right, from, let's see. We, let's see. Yeah. All right, so this one talk about that night, that special night. Um, actually getting engaged, man, proposing, and uh, and a big win against Oscar Valdez. Talk about that. Uh, nah, it was a special night. Um, I feel like it was like one of my favorite fights, one of my favorite uh, celebrations. Um. I was turned up. I felt good, you know. Um, I felt like it was the right time. I'm in love, and you know, just everything coming to territory. You know, that, that's dope. You say that, man. You're in love because when I really look at your your career, right? You had a super crazy, dope amateur um, career, right? As a youngster, you know, balling out, and then now you come as professional. You're doing the same thing, and you're you're coming off to a, a fast track, a fast start, which most dudes they be having 25, 30 fights and haven't really fought nobody, right? right? He's a different animal. Talk about that competitive nature of actually going out there and getting belts at 24, fighting the best and calling dudes out. Like you said, like I'm, I'm competitive at the end of the day. I'm, if I know somebody the best, and if I know that they the best in the division, they number one or champion, like I got to go take them out. I got to go take their spot. Like that's something that I got to do personally. I can't be in boxing and take it real slow. And like at the end of the day, I'm 24 years old. I know... The, all the greats like Sugar Ray Leonard and all them guys, like what they was doing at 24 years old. So I want to follow in the same footsteps and try to out compete with them. So at the end of the day, I got to fight the best of the best and prove myself over and over again. Like I'm taking down names at the end of the day. Any name it is, line them up. I'm ready to fight. That's the that's the problem, I think. Right? It's my opinion. I think when I, when I watch a lot of these guys, man, they're they get so much hype until you break them down. Who have they fought, right? Everybody wants to duck each other. I don't know if it's the, the Floyd Mayweather effect, you know, being the only guy that's undefeated, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, our heirs. And now it's changed when guys don't want to fight each other. But um, Shakur, he's different. I, I see the guys, he, he, he handpicks, I want you, I want you. And you call guys out. I see that in 130, I can see you easily taking over that division, easy. But to move up to 135, he would be my favorite to take that division. How do you feel about moving up and, and going against some of them, them top contenders? Because that's probably the biggest. And who do we and have the, at 135? You got Ryan Garcia. Mm. You, got, you got Tank. Yeah. Kate. 
Yeah. That, hey, hold on, hold on. That one thirty-five is a big difference, brother. No, he, I, I don't know about that. Here, here, I here, think one thirty-five is a big difference. That's what I think. That's just my I, opinion. I respect your opinion, but you know, at the end of the day, I done been in there with all them same dudes. That you name. All right, let me let me let me ask you one you question them, right now. I done been in there with them. Let me ask you one question right now. At the one thirty-five, who you want? Who ass you want to whoop right now? If you could pick one ass, one ass right now that you can whoop, who is it? All of them. Mm. Pick right. one. You got to pick one. I want, I want you and Tank Davis. I want you and Tank. I want you and Tank. That's the fight. That's, That's the, the fight. fight. That'd be a great fight. That'd be a great fight. Bro, you really ready for Tank? What? Hey, I, hey, boy, I'm crazy. Hey, look, I know Tank. Tank got a lot of power. Now, 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 hold on. Can, let me, first of all, let me say, let me say, let me, let me say this. Let me, let me, let me go back because I ain't get a chance to congratulate you um like i wanted to because it, it ain't hard i mean it ain't easy to do what the hell you just did you get what i'm saying and i got a two-part question so my first is like what's the uh feeling of starting off the boxing journey being an olympic medalist and to just having all three belts like like tell me that because you really got shorted you know what i mean i thought you should have come on in the olympics but Man, what me? Like, what? Nah, it, it's a good feeling being an Olympian and all that. Like, even like when you talk about like all them dudes at like 135, like none of them ain't take that route. Like they nope. all just went straight pro and you know, yeah. like it's a different route. Like I feel like with my route, it was like a harder route where you gotta go fight the best of the best all over the world and then come back and then come to the pros and take over the program. So I just feel like the route that I took is like with the route the great took. Like we talk about Floyd Mayweather, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Ali, all these dudes, they, the they went to the Olympics and won medals and then come back and became some of the greatest professional boxers. So I feel like that's a route that I'm taking already. But um, like I said, I feel like when it comes down to it, I feel like me at any way I could be anybody. I feel like I done been in the ring with everybody that y'all can think of and name. Like I done been in the ring with the best at 140. I done been in the ring with the best at 147. So at the end of the day, like moving up a different weight class, and then it's only 135. Like that ain't gonna be nothing different for me. Like I feel like that's gonna be regular. I feel like I'm gonna just take over how I take over. That's just who I am. Let me let me ask him one more. Hey, look, I know your upbringing, being the oldest of you, it's nine of y'all, I think, and you the oldest of nine. Like that had to have some kind of impact of why you're a dog. You know, I got my story. Uh, um, how's that been the oldest setting example for all your brothers and sisters? Now they see that you, you, you the man, you the best in the world right now. So, uh, like it, it, it uh, they talk about you and Earl Spence as being the best right now, um, pound for pound because the belts that you guys have. So like, nah, definitely. Uh, that's like definitely what made me who I am. You gotta realize, like, being the oldest or not, like my brothers and sisters is wild. So like, I can't come home with a with a loss. <laughs> I can't go home I know for a fact that I, I I'm gonna have to hear their mouth. Like they gonna we get in an argument, it's always gonna come down to well, oh you ain't do that to such and such, or you ain't you ain't do this to such and such. So like I don't know, I just can't have a loss on my record because it don't feel good um coming home to my brothers and sisters and having them talk shit to me. So um, we just got a, like a different type of bond, but it definitely made me a lot stronger. Like it made me a lot more competitive when it come down to it. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my three teammates, LaShawn, Shady McCoy, Brandon Marshall, and Adam Pac-Man Jones. And we're talking to young superstar 
Shakur Stevenson, WBO and WBC super featherweight champion. LaShawn, I know you had a few more questions for him. I I we're going to have to extend this, too. You might have to come back for the next block so we can really dive in. But go ahead, Shady. No, no, something about, like, greatness that that I think as players, we, we've been on that level and we've seen it. And when you fight other champions, right, I know we talk about the 135 division, a lot of great uh, fighters over there. But the difference when I, when I watch you fight is you make it look effortless like Floyd Mayweather used to do. Guys so, supposed to be so great, you beat him so easily. When you watch yeah. that fight against Oscar Valdez, he, wait, first of all, Oscar Valdez is a good fighter, bro. Yeah, right? yeah. He's a beast. And when, when I watch you you fight him, bro, it, you got a style more like Floyd style, like, like Andre Ward that, that, that take whatever they do best and take it away. Can you speak about that, man? Like the, the skill set that you that you have, you display um, last fight against Oscar Valdez. Uh, yeah, most definitely. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like I watch a lot of Floyd. I watch a lot of Andre Ward. I watch a lot of Penelope Whitaker. You can um, see like, it, yeah. The, the the style that we got is like a dominant style. Like we don't, mm. it's hard to give anybody rounds when it comes to us because we so dominant. We go in these fights, we make it look easy. And like my main thing is I like to dominate. I don't like putting fights in judges' hands. I don't want no judge to ever look at no fight and be like, okay, well, this is a close one. This, that, and the third. Like we watch these other dudes, they get in fights. It's like sometimes they be like this. I ain't, trying, I ain't trying to make no fight like that. I'd rather be dominating. <laughs> win every round that I could, and then after the fight, you see how confident I am, and I know where the fight going to go because, like, I just won clearly. Like, I ain't I ain't had no close fight. So, at the end of the day, that's just my style. That's just who I am. I'm a dominant personality. Like, I'm a dominant person. So, um, I got to be dominant when it comes down to it. I got to be dominant in this world. I don't want to be no fighter having close fights and somebody rob me or anything like that. I don't want to leave it in no judges' hands. See, see, Pac, real quick. That's that's how I can like kind of judge them all because when I watch them like like Devin Haiti he's pretty good Devin Haiti's pretty good you look at all yeah. the other guys with Tank when they have their fights it, you know they they win but it's not like dominant Shakur yeah. dominates these dudes Tank so, ain't dominate no nah, you are, Tank is dominating but Tank ain't some people say he almost lost that last fight that 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 dude nobody knows that guy I you uh, can't lose fight with power but I just think that and I'm a fan hey, of both of this but the hey, case you said you can't lose a fight with power. Huh? I, I I shouldn't say that because you're more skilled than Tank. I will say that. We had this conversation earlier. Better competition, and too. Please put that in I, there. I, come on. Come on. Now. I ain't going to say that. Tank, I love you. Oh, Tank's nice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to let you say it. <laughs> um, anyway, but um, so real quick, like you talked about the Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather like style, right? And, and Andre Ward. Um, did you, you looked up to Floyd? Is that correct? You said that I what? Did you look up to him? Yeah, for sure. Right. I seen that um I read some stuff that I guess you guys was you was thinking about science of Floyd, but you didn't. Could you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Because a dude like him who, who's done it for so long, he's put Javante Davis in the best situation. If you look at his career and the things he's doing, why didn't you sign with Floyd? I'm just curious. Nah, it just was, you know, at the time it was business and at the end of the day, um I just felt like the better move was like with who I went with. I felt like they was the better type of people to go with. I feel like um, they had TV at the time. Um, with like, with Javante, it's like, you know, he's already like a, a star, but even like Floyd built him to be a star, but he was already yeah. gonna be like a star. And I ain't know like too many other people in like the Floyd stable that was really like doing anything crazy besides him. So it was like, I know with like top rank, they had like a bunch of different people from Terrence Crawford to Limachenko. Right, and they right. had like a bunch of different fighters where they was getting them TV time. So 
at the time it just made sense business wise, but I definitely like look up to Floyd. I know Floyd is like one of the best fighters ever and uh, he still got a great company. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. We're talking to boxing superstar Shakur Stevenson, who is the WBO and WBC super featherweight champion. I know Shady, uh, Shady, you had a few more questions for Shakur, yeah. so I'm gonna go ahead and let you ask away. One of my one of my bigger questions I wanted to ask wanted to ask you was um you talked about Floyd and how you looked up to him and when he was pretty boy Floyd he came on the scene he was nice he fought a lot of hard fought fights and got it going and then when he came money May that's when he like took over boxing right yeah it's between y'all you you 24 and I can see you doing it. I can see you taking over boxing you got the look the personality you got the amateur background and now you have the fights to prove that what do you think is next man to take over boxing to be the face of boxing. I think what's next probably going to be take over the 135 division. I feel like that's the most talked about division in boxing. So I feel like once I get there and I take it over, I feel like people ain't going to have nothing else to say. Like they're going to probably look for something to say, but I feel like I'm going to be the man at the division. I'm going to fight the best fights that I can. You know, a lot of people probably going to try to run away with politics and all that kind of stuff, but I'm ready to fight whoever, whenever. And once I get there, I feel like I'm going to make my mark. Right. I, I agree with you. I, I truly do. I think um you have a lot of help, man. But guys like Terrence Crawford, you always give him a lot of praise. Um, He talks about how when you guys spar and helping you out, and he's probably one of the best in, in the game. He's he's pound for pound, what, top one, top two, depending how you look at it. Um, yep. And then guys like Lemachenko, I know you spar him when you were younger. Um, And now that you guys are, he's you're older, right? And he's yep. a guy that can be on your resume, uh, possibly beaten. Talk about yeah. that. Talk about like these experiences with these guys with, from sparring guys like Lemonchenko and sparring a lot of guys in the 135 division and actually, you know, I feel, I feel like that's where I feel like that's a lot like where my confidence comes from because I realize I done been in the ring with every one of them. Like you name any of them that come to mind. I feel like I done been in the ring with them from uh, Ryan, Devin, Tank, Lemonchenko. I feel like I've been in the ring with everybody. So at the end of the day, um, that's a lot where, like, I, I know how good I am. I know, like, where I fit in, how good I am when it comes to them or how good I am when it, when I get to that division. So, at the end of the day, I got to fight the big fights, you know. Um, Lemachenko is definitely probably going to be 
Um, one of my first fights at that weight, and you know he wanted a boogeyman. A lot of people don't want to fight no Lomachenko, so I ain't, I ain't scared. That's of true, him. a lot of guys want to fight him, but he right. will. Well, you you sparred with him, didn't you? Yeah, I sparred when I helped him get ready for the um the Rigadale fight when I was like five and old. How did that go? What you learned from that? Who won too? <laughs> nah, you know I don't, I don't. We gotta keep sparring in the gym, but I will say this: like, right, right. The first the first time we sparred, we only did four rounds. But he probably didn't realize how good I was. And then the next couple of sparring sessions, he only sparred me. Like, me and him did 12 rounds straight. And we did rounds and rounds. So, um, I had earned his respect. I'll tell you that. But I, I don't speak on, like... You was younger, too, though. Tell him, Make sure everybody knows this. Now, all the viewers, he was younger when he fought Lemachinko when he sparred him, right? Yeah, I was, like, uh, 19, 21 of them. Real young, right? Come on, man. He's 19 years old. Lemachinko's yeah, so. 34 right now. Yeah, but like I said, I still don't speak on sparring. I'm a bad motherfucker no matter who I get in the ring mm. at the end of the day, but I don't speak on what happened in sparring. Well, Evan, let's bring in Evan, uh, one of our producers here. Um, Evan. What's what going on, have? Shakur? Shakur, big fan, man. Honestly, I think what you've been able to do in, as in such a short time is incredibly impressive. Look, we had a conversation with Oscar De La Hoya once uh, a couple years ago. He thinks that he could uh, ultimately get Ryan Garcia a $700 million contract. I think you've got more potential. To, I love Ryan Garcia. I think he's great. I think you've got a higher ceiling than Ryan Garcia. For sure. How, does that cross your mind? Do you think that you can lock up a $700 million contract? And how do you get there? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I got um, I pray that I could get to something like that. But um, I'm black, so, like, you know, it's kind of, like, a little bit different. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, with us, you know, like, <laughs> it's a whole different story. They love him. He don't even got to fight, and they – Got him doing a whole bunch of, you know, commercials and whatever. So um, I just feel like it's a difference. But I feel like uh, I just got to keep fighting the big fights. And maybe whenever he do get that $700 million contract, me and him can get in the ring again. Yeah. Fight for $700 million or something like Boom. that. Like that. That's how I look at it at the end of the day. So speaking of, like, Oscar, like, when you were growing up, like, who is your influence? Like, who do you model your game after? Like, who, who's the guy that you were like, that's the, that's why I want to be a fighter? Who is that to you? It was Floyd. Floyd. Floyd was so dominant. He took over boxing. Like, he was one of the best skillful boxers ever. Like, he was ever. he one of the smartest boxers ever. So I feel like when I used to watch him, I used to be like, I want to be like Floyd. Like, person who, you know, dominate how, how I'm doing in, in my fashion. So. Uh, definitely Floyd Mayweather. So uh, Floyd had fought Logan Paul, right? That was a big deal. He made a lot of money doing it. Smart businessman. His brother, Jake Paul, everyone's talking about Jake. Jake thinks he's a serious boxer. I'm curious what you think about Jake's boxing. So you think he's a real boxer? I mean, uh, he, he he's better than like what people think of him. Like people don't understand that. Uh, he's picking up on boxing quickly. So a lot of people think that they could just get in the ring with him and be him and nah, he actually trained and do full training camp. So uh, I give I give him his respect on. I think that he's a he's a you know decent for like how he uh, started off. So um, how, long, how how long would he last in the ring with you? You guys in the ring, you and Jake Paul, both <laughs> rings. How long does he last? Be true. Nah, be Jake honest. Paul can't be honest. Jake Paul can't beat me at all. That's a whole different. Does, he, does he get out of round three? Round hey, man. I don't, I don't see him getting out of round three, but at the end of the day, you know, he, he's good take, for what he's good for boxing, man. Would you take that fight? Like where you're at in your career right now, obviously Floyd, you know, he's doing a lot, some exhibition fights. Um, 
do you see yourself doing anything like this anytime soon? Nah, I, don't, I ain't taking no fight with Jake Paul. Maybe with my career over with, but like right now, I'm in like meaningful fights where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm making, I'm, I'm fighting for belts and all this kind of stuff that I'm trying to prove that I'm the best in the sport of boxing. I don't feel like fighting a Jake Paul is going to prove like that I'm the best in the sport. So I got, I got another question for you. You, you are, you know, like I said, you're becoming a big superstar, right? You got superstars coming to your fights, watching you fight. I saw Ezekiel Elliott was in the audience, Canelo Alvarez sitting ringside, all these people. I've interviewed a lot of fighters over the years, and a, a lot of people tell me the same thing. As their fame level grows, as they get more famous, it's crazy to me. People try them in the streets. It's almost like the more famous you get as a fighter, the more people want to like try to prove their own you know, toughness by like trying these fighters. Has that happened to you? And like, how do you like, how do you walk away from somebody that's, that's like trying you in the street? Uh, You know, um, like it happened to me, but you, but I gotta be real. Like I ain't no dummy. Like I ain't trying to pay nobody a lot of money just cause I'm getting sued by them. So I try to avoid all that altercation. I ain't trying to go to that level unless I got to. If it come down to something like my family, my daughter, my wife, or however it go, like then we can get to like action. But I ain't messing with nobody or somebody messing with me. I'm I'm walking away because you know people like to sue you. Like I ain't I ain't paying that money. I ain't trying to get sued. Smart. Hey, Shakur, hey, hey, real quick, my last question for you. All right, so now that you 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 starting to get out there, everybody know who you are, right? Give me three names. I won't put you on the spot and give you one name, but just give me three names of of who you looking to to fight next. Fight next, um, I see maybe a, a Lemachenko in my future in the next three fights. Um, who else I see? Uh, maybe maybe Devin Haney and the Yeah, maybe Devin Haney and the Cabosis. I could see that happening. But um, Devin talking about going to like 140 real soon, so I don't know if he's going to stay at 135 for as long as I'm there. And, uh, you better got it before you get up there. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. All right, I got yeah. one more question before I go. Why not fight Tank at 135? Tank ain't gonna fight him, man. He's not gonna fight him. You gotta realize with Tank, he on he on that other side where he's gonna, you know, act take like on the cupcakes. Now let's say it, man. I'm quite sure. So you saying he don't want to put that <laughs> record up? Look, look, that, my, that my, my, Shady, hey, Shady, hey, hey, Shady. Hey, I know Tank, is, man. I know Tank, Shady. I Tank know Tank. Let him talk. Go ahead. Hey, I know Tank too, and I know for a fact at the end of the day, like. He is not jumping into no fight with me. Like that's a whole different type of atmosphere. That's not like fighting. Mm-hmm. Saying, so basically, that's... basically, you telling me Tank scared? I'm I ain't saying, gonna say. This I ain't gonna say the man scared. I'm just saying for a fact. So what I you know saying? He not, he not jumping in the ring with me. We All right, Tank. Wow. Tank, wow. Tank, you gotta hear this. It's done got real messy over here, Tank. Man. They saying you scared to fight man. the champion. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Funny, Be careful who you pick. This is how I'm happy tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my teammates. Hey, look, I'm down to fight board. anybody, though. So you They know. say Tank put insurance on his money. Oh, hey, my God. Hey, big brother, I love it, champ. I if, love if it. you want to set it up, I'm with it. Oh, you know, he you not set it up, get Tank, Bob, you know, I'm Bob down for a belt. Come on, we can stop. <laughs> he, he your age. Bob Bosa's your age. Pack me like 40. He's 39, 40. <laughs> this dude fighting real champions that's, like, young and, and active and... and and young and, and, and talented. Them dudes is old. All right, so tell me how you read it. Isaiah Shady. Cruz, who is that dude? He's Shady, can that? I ask you one question? I want you to say, I want you to talk to Tank right now. I want you to be 
What you mean? I, listen, Tank hold on, is talented, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tank, 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 Tank train right here where we care. shoot the studio. Bro, can you, can you, can I, can I, can I, can I finish what I was saying, bro? Let me say, let me, let me, let me say one thing. Champions, he fight, he fight dudes. Let me say one thing, please. Resumes, brother. Pac man, go ahead, go ahead, brother. I want you. I just want you to say. I want you to spit Ooh. your spill because you talk really good on TV. I do. I want you to. I want you to spit your spill and tell Tank, "Hey, look, my boy, which is my boy, he he's saying he'll fight whoever. You he got the belt. You got two belts. I, I move up and fight you. So go ahead. Let me hear, it, dollar. Okay, I, I would ask like this. I would say, I think Tate Davis is is a super talented fighter, right? All I ask myself and a lot of viewers, right? I don't know if it's Floyd. You know, in the promotion that's 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 not giving you the best competition. We just want to know why your resume, why you're not fighting the top guys out there. That's what I. That's what we all want to know. I ain't say nothing that the world ain't asking, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> For you to have such a big, right? He's, he's small on 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 a profit pound list because he's not fighting no competition. So Kirk and the number laugh at that because he know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Come on, man. Mr. Cash, of course. But Tank is nice, though. I'm not saying not nice. I'll take a fight, man. I ain't, I ain't saying he can't fight. I'm just telling he, you. Like, he definitely you know, can fight. Yeah, it's yeah. a different level of them dudes that he fighting and then getting in the ring with somebody like me. Like, I'm mm. that's a whole that's different beach. Man, for, I don't hate to say this, but it sounds like y'all calling Tank. <laughs> nah, you ain't. You, you, that. That's <laughs> what it sound like, though. It sound like that. Man, in the locker room, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. In the locker room, what that sound like, Brandon? Come on, bro. Well, you know, Tank is good, but Tank don't want to fight nobody like me. Hey, Sakura, Sakura, I got a question good. for you. I got a Make question sure y'all tap in on Showtime. Yeah. Pay per view. Nah, nah, Tank will fight, man. I ain't saying he, I'm just letting you nah, know. He's he not he pussy. He's far from that. Yeah, you was asking me about Tank, and I'm just letting you know personally that I feel like, you know, I'm you on think, a different you think, you think Tank scared of you. I respect that. This is I Am Athlete tonight. Uh, we just had superstar boxer Shakur Stevenson. We really appreciate you stopping by and talking with me and my teammates, LaShawn Shady McCoy, Brandon Marshall, and also Adam Pac-Man Jones. You never know who'll step inside the green room with Danny Green. One of the premier bus drivers of the 90s, one Mr. Charles Barkley. Listen, Kevin Durant's a terrific player, but he had a chance to be the bus driver, and he's never won a championship when he wasn't one of the other guys. And I was just trying to make the point, hey, you don't get to make excuses when you don't win. That's just the way it is. Listen, subscribe, and review Inside the Green Room with Danny Green on Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Antonio Brown was out here talking crazy about Colin Kaepernick, right? He did an interview with Cigar Talk Podcast, and that was hosted by Najee. And we're going to play that audio for audio for you and, and, and tell you what Antonio Brown said. I don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. He was trash? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what trash. He was all right. Come on, A.B. Man, listen, he man. Was all right, A.B. Kaepernick did all that and took the money and then got the commercials. We don't see Kaepernick outside. Where he at? I ain't never seen him outside. I never seen him outside. All right, so, like, don't even say I see him throwing the ball trying to get back in, though. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, but he already took the money. All oh, that's cap. Like, mm. we ain't respecting that, bro. You took the money, the commercials. Yeah. We don't see you outside. We don't see him in the hood. He don't do nothing. Like, yeah. we cool, but now nah, we ain't even saying Kaepernick. He not even from the hood. He don't even been in the trenches. Yeah. Like we like Kaepernick and all, but like yeah. we ain't, we ain't really on that. So as black people, we need to get that clear. Mm. Cause like when we have moments, ain't nobody giving us 
no nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, yeah. he took the hand out, so he got to take the man out and like take responsibility for that. Right. We ain't saying all that. What he did for like what he did, he he built a, a like a foundation. What we yeah, saying? He what got he foundation? I think. What yeah. it do though? <laughs> nah, being real, yeah, we still got to talk. Yeah, we all still got to talk. We got to talk. Yeah, we got like, to talk. I'm not going to lie. What superhero he enforced? He made somebody like who he put on. Who I feel he like undercover, he be like tossing money. But why he undercover though? Right, right. I don't know. You right about that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we need to we, no, we yeah. get some straight, man. Now, Colin Kaepernick has done a lot in the community. I know he started the Know Your Rights camp and has donated over a million dollars to various charities, one being Meals on Wheels and Justice League. But what Antonio Brown said today in the video was quoted, you know, quote tweeted by, you know, a few professional athletes, one being Michael Thomas, the wide receiver from the New Orleans Saints, who said that he's not wrong, wrong, speaking about what Antonio Brown uh, did. Now, I was in the locker room when Colin Kaepernick, you know, decided to take the need to, to bring awareness around social injustice and police brutality. And when that was going on, a lot of people in the locker room, when Colin Kaepernick essentially was blackballed from the NFL, felt that Colin Kaepernick, you know, actually benefited from doing that right now. He wasn't able to play the game of football like he wanted to, but he got the deal from Nike, right? He got the Netflix series. So a lot of people in the locker room felt like Colin Kaepernick really benefited from that. Now, I don't agree with Antonio Brown saying what has he done? I mean, it's been documented, well-documented what Colin Kaepernick has done, but there were a lot of people in the locker room that felt that he also benefited from that. So I'm going to bring my teammates <laughs> in on this discussion. Brandon Marshall, I know you did an interview with both Colin Kaepernick and Antonio Brown. What do you make of this? <laughs> uh, Colin Kaepernick if he isn't already will be in the National Museum of African American History and Culture 100%. Okay, when you think about the civil rights leaders when it's all said and done Colin Kaepernick will sit alongside of Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, mm. John Lewis W.E.B. Du Bois, Stokely Car Carmichael, Ella Baker A. Philip uh, Randolph, Thurgood Marshall so many others, Malcolm, Malcolm X, James Farmer, uh, Ruby Bridges, and, and I can go on and on and on. Um, that's uh, Colin Kaepernick's mark, yeah. right? When we sat down with Colin uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, he talked about his journey, he talked about his process. In the beginning, Cat didn't have a plan. Mm. And to me, that's the most that's the that's the, the 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 best thing about it. It's the most beautiful thing about what he did is that he saw something, yeah. he felt something, and then he he took a knee. Yeah. Okay. And then he tried to figure out what to do next. And that was the problem. That's where the disconnect between Cap and the players are. Yeah. Because in 2016, we all were in a league at that time. Yeah. In 2016, we were like, what's the plan? Exactly. Well, I remember Cap, those conversations. Cap in the locker didn't room. have a plan. Yeah. Uh, Cap didn't think this, this was, it was going to turn into all of this. Mm -hmm. Cap afterwards had to start putting the plan together. He just said, I just don't believe in this. That's mm -hmm. it. He never thought he were going to be he's going to be uh, a civil rights leader. He never thought that oh that wasn't the plan to be in a museum. Yeah. He said, I just don't believe in that. And that's 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 when you know it's pure yeah. and it's real. There's no intention, there's no motives. Mm. Right? So yeah, you named a lot of things that that he has done. I mean, since my time, I haven't seen Cap since 2015. And so a couple of weeks ago was the first time I saw him since then. And when he came, I said, "What are you trying to accomplish?" 
So I wanted to play football. I said, okay, I love what you're doing then. Now all, all only thing you have to do is tell your story because for the last four or five years, everybody's been telling your story. We need to hear from you. But there's so much at stake. He knows that the bigger picture is what he's already doing. Everything is not always for the film. Everything's not always for the show and for everybody to see. Since then, I've been talking to him and I've been like, where are you at this weekend? Well, I'm in, I'm in Vegas this weekend because, you know, the Know Your Rights camp, we got about 50 people showing up and I'm teaching them the rights. Mm. It's, we don't have to know. He, yeah, it's always about moving. putting it out there on social media. Correct. There's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's 20 different things that Cap has done. So what, what AB is saying, I think it's just a, a miscommunication. It's a disconnect because there wasn't a plan initially. And so we go back to that and he's right. Cap hasn't done a lot of sit downs and talks. Hell, we were one of the first to get that type of sit down with Cap. Yeah, you can watch that on YouTube. I am athlete. All right, but moving forward, I just think it's uh it's nonsense to say that this dude doesn't have a a, a huge uh place in 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 the black um you know you know just American history. Forget black, just yeah. American history. I like the word you use, the miscommunication, right? Because I didn't know he did all these different things. He gave money to all these different charities. And I had talked with guys that's playing out in a locker room. They said the same thing AB said. It was like, what is he doing to even give back to the players that actually knelt and they don't have jobs? I mean, he's benefiting off Netflix, Nike. And I'm like, Mm. what do you expect him to do? You know, like, do you think he'll give all the players a meal that sat out? It's like, no, Cat was the first one to take a knee by himself yeah. we were all in the league bro <laughs> I, even though i love equality i'm about equality but i didn't think to get on the knee and say my whole football career can be taken at any second yeah. he was the first one to do that you know and just like you said he was he was willing to accept whatever outcome came from that right yeah. so the fact that he led a whole movement and he will be an african-american um museum i think he deserves everything and all these accolades that he is getting. And I just think AB just didn't do his research. He didn't know. And the thing is, if you broadcast everything you do, people think you're doing it for attention. Mm. But when you don't broadcast it, they don't know. And they don't think you're doing anything. So like you said, it's just a miscommunication, man. I love what Cap doing. And and, and here's the thing too, because Cap, to your last point, talk about broadcasting everything you're doing. Mm. So it's interesting when we sat down with them, he said, well, they said that I would be a distraction, mm. right? Because I'm still a football player. I still want to play ball. So one of the reasons why I haven't said much is because I wanted to show them that I wouldn't be a distraction. Yeah, mm. good point. And now he's saying, okay, well, uh, now I showed that. Now I'm ready to play. So now I'm going to get up and I'm going to start controlling my own narrative. That's why you see Cap flying around, throwing to different receivers and also talking just a little bit more. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually a perfect segue. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my two teammates, Brandon Marshall and Brandon Flowers. And Brandon, you talked about Cap. Brandon one. who? Brandon Marshall. That's right. You got two Brandons. <laughs> Brandon Marshall. I have to specify that. You talked about Cap not wanting to really broadcast everything because he wanted to show GMs that he's not a distraction, right? So, you know, you guys like to play, let's play a GM, right? In this Ooh. situation, yeah, you like that. It's perfect like segue, that. right? Well, then we got the actor here, yeah. so like, you got to go into role, go exactly. into character too. Hold on, get, yeah. get into character. You go make you going go into guys are both going to be a GM, and I'm and I'm gonna go ahead and put a scenario in front of you. You got Antonio Brown, who most likely will be a Hall of Famer by the numbers, and you got Colin Kaepernick. Which guy are you bringing in first to on your team? Ooh. 
All right, so I'm gonna go on the character. You ready? Go ahead. <laughs> give me a, what's my name as the I'm give gonna me a give name. you give me a general uh, manager. General ma- general manager name. Uh Brandon Wilshire. Brandon Wilshire. <laughs> so I'm gonna sit down with uh A B and I'm gonna say, um, now you know be honest. I'll be honest. I love A B. I yeah. sat down with him, he blessed our show, and that's a big deal. You know, so I want to say that's a big deal for us to be early in our career, building out this platform and getting our athletes to come to us first. Correct. Right. And so I appreciate that. But the reality is, um, I think that the the I think I think I, I don't think that A.B. will play again. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think he'll play again. It's just tough, man. Like it's just how you know how things has have transpired, transpired since. He's taken since he took off his his shirt, his jersey, and all mm-hmm. of that in MetLife Stadium. That's a tough situation at this phase of his career. So now I'm a general manager. I sit down with Cap, and I did this on YouTube. So I'm going to Cap. Yeah. I'm going to say, let me get into character again. Cap. Yes. It's been five years. It has, but I've been I've been working, Coach, and, I, and I'm ready. I've been ready. I just need an opportunity. Okay. Well, um, what makes you special? I think my play on the field shows that I can be a special player in the NFL. I, I led a team to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, my teammates love me. If you've heard all of my ex-coaches, I haven't been a distraction everywhere I went. Um, I've been a great leader, um, a guy that guys can rally around. So I think I could come in, you know, to a, if you give me the opportunity and show you that I still could be a starting quarterback on your team. And if I can't be the starting quarterback, I damn sure could be the backup. Yeah, you, you, you're probably right, Cap. And, and, and I'm excited about this conversation and potentially working you out and yeah. then bringing you in. Because when you think about, you know, the NFL today, these quarterbacks got to be dual threat. Yeah. And you know, that's what I do. Oh, I love that. I and love you know, that. That's confidence. what I do. So the last thing I have for you, Cap, is this. Yeah. And my name is uh, General Manager Brandon Wilshire. Is what you Wilshire. Yeah. Wilshire. Mr. Will GM Wilshire. Um, I asked Cap this. Breaking character, now I'm getting back into character. How do I know you're not going to be a distraction? Well, all you got to do is ask my coaches, right? Chip Kelly, you know, you could ask him about, you know, my character and what I brought. I was never a distraction when it came to the locker room or on the field, right? Ask my coach, Coach Harborough. You know, he'll tell you about my leadership skills and what I brought to a locker room and how I wasn't a distraction when it came to specifically football and on the field and in the locker room. I mean, it's well documented, Mm. right? This guy wouldn't have had me at the Michigan, you know, spring game throwing for NFL scouts if I had burned that bridge, right? So I was never truly a distraction in the locker room. So, you know, you got to ask yourself, if anything, what does Colin Kaepernick bring to the team, right? You know, Nike, what the evaluation went up six billion when once they brought me on, right? So you talk about, you know, you may be worried about certain fans not showing up for the game, but it didn't seem to hurt Nike. So I don't think it'll hurt your team as well. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think he, hey, you talking about you might need to be a spokesperson. I got you. You So now now you're the GM, GM. Okay. So if you had a choice between one of the two, Colin Kaepernick and Antonio Brown, which guy would you bring in first? See, I have to sit both of them down, right? Because as a general manager, I'm about winning. Yeah. Right. And both of them, you can win with those guys. 100%. The Bucks would have won a Super Bowl, I feel, last year if AB would have played. Because Tom Brady would have had his weapons. He'd have somebody to go to. Like, he would have made it happen. That. Right. Yeah. And Cap, he a dual threat. Like, how you said, he can run, 
I, he wasn't the most accurate quarterback, but he made some people just got that it factor, you yeah. know, like he just makes stuff happen with the ball. So I want to sit both of them down. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to talk to AB as a general manager okay. and I'm going to have to talk to Cap because there's some interesting things said online with AB that would make me might want to bring him in. Such like, as? Well, I'm get to it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to hear this. So what's my last name? I'm Brandon who? Huh, let's give you Brandon, Brandon Thompson. Thompson, from yeah, Brandon Thompson. <laughs> Thompson. <laughs> All right, I'm Brandon Thompson. Antonio, how you doing, buddy? Uh, you're looking good. You're looking in shape there. Uh, I mean, I love you. Hell, yeah. I jump on this <laughs> desk for you any day. Uh, I mean, but everybody in the building don't love you, all right? Why, coach? Business is booming. I mean, you're a boomer just a little bit too much in New York. I mean, hell, I like you. I like the way you're ripped, man. Hell, I turn the TV up. Well, you know I, I can hear you. Work, coach. You know I put this work in. Yeah, but everybody don't love you. But I have one question for you. What, what is your, it, coach? Your guy who you sit courtside with told us they'll pay us $20 million. Okay. Mm. If you don't get into any, if you don't, if you get into any trouble, they'll pay us $20 million. Yeah. I might be willing to take that offer if you're up for it. If you can put that in a contract and say, you will give me $20 million. If I have any hiccups with you. Yeah. I'll be on board to go ahead and well, well you know, coach, we gotta get the lawyers involved and everything because I gotta make sure that you know that the paperwork is right. Because what you mean by trouble, that I mean that can go so many different ways. I need to know what that exactly means. I mean, like to meetings, missing meetings, anything. I, mean, coach, I could have field. car trouble. I mean, I, I think it should be legal trouble. If I don't get any legal trouble, I think we should be good. Well, I mean, you're not in a position to negotiate. <laughs> I mean, we're in a position. And I told you, hell, I love you, Antonio. But I mean, I got somebody that I have to talk to. And this is a community in the building, all right? So these are different guys I got to get on page here. Oh, I mean, hell, man. I'm on your side, man. But just for everybody else, I mean. That's how they beat you. Yeah. <laughs> you like that line. You the only one that don't like me in here, hey, bro. Hey, Thompson, Brandon Thompson. Hey, 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 Oscar. Awesome. <laughs> no, nah, but it, it'll be interesting to see if either either one of these guys gets another opportunity. I know Colin Kaepernick is was out, you know, out here at IM Athlete and he was training and he looked good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because they're damn sure is a 96 quarterbacks better than him right now. And we know what Antonio Brown brings to the field. Again, by his numbers alone, he's a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer at the wide receiver position. But you know, some of the things that have happened off the field. And to Brandon Marshall's point, he thinks that, you know, that was the end. That was the that was the line in the sand, uh, you know, at MetLife when he took his jersey off and, and threw it right. into the crowd. So what more I am athlete tonight? This your boy B Marshall. If so, you can get a new episode every night by subscribing to the main I Am Athlete Tonight podcast feed. We're on Mad Dog Sports Radio every weeknight, 7 and 9 Eastern. However, if you can't catch us live or you just want to hear the show again, you can always catch us on Apple or Stitcher or however you get your podcast. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. You. XM Podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.